Ladies and gentlemen, my name is AJ, aka Glock Lesnar. And my name is Chids, aka the HBIC head baddie in charge. And, and you, you are, are listening, listening to Wrestling is Too Much Fun. Hello everyone. Hi guys. It is so good to be back in the studio. I hope you guys are glad to hear our voices again. I hope you're glad. And thank you for still listening to us in the new year. Happy new year to everybody. We thank you guys for appreciating our micro episodes. It had to be done. We wanted to bring you guys content. In it. Even if it was like in a short form. But we're now back with the long form content. <laughs> we're bringing it back. Bring we're back in back. the stew. <laughs> It's time for us to brick, 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 break it down. Here's the latest wrestling news loaded with controversial views. I feel like there's been a lot happening in the wrestling world. And one of the main things is AJPW and WWE coming together. So obviously, AJPW is All Japan Pro Wrestling. Exactly. I do believe that is the name <laughs> of AJPW. AJPW is All Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, don't get it misconstrued for... New Japan than pro, pro wrestling. wrestling. They are d- different completely companies. Different, completely different entities. Obviously, we know that WWE has been wanting... Well, under the new Triple H... You management. Know, management. Because we all know Vince. Vince was... He would never have allowed this. this. He likes his monopoly. Keep it in the Americas. Keep it WWE. in the E. Whatever Keep is in, in the, the E stays, stays in the, the E. e. <laughs> <laughs> and then, obviously... Everything is just being kept into that one entity, which is the WWE, which they've made themselves into a mega company by doing so. That's great. But I think, obviously, over time, fans wanted to start seeing collaborations internationally. Exactly. Because... Like, we've seen the collaborations with AEW and New Japan mm-hmm. Wrestling. And they're fun. Me- amazing. They're amazing. fun. I love You think I would have got Okada versus with... Danielson before we'll talk about you that. You think later. I think I, w- I would have got Zack Saber Jr. versus Danielson? No, no, these things would not have happened without collaboration. Exactly, and to be honest, collaboration it also just helps you to reach another fan base because again, New Japan is so strong in Japan. It's so strong, so strong that sometimes I think WWE just want to touch on that fan base mm-hmm. as well. So, in terms of notable alumni in AJPW. Here's some. I'm gonna read some names, and you tell me yes or no if you know these people. Okay. Okay. This is the extent of how much history AJPW and WWE have together. Okay. Cool. So we've got Abdullah the Butcher. No. We've got Andre the Giant. Yes. We've got Bob Buckland. Yes. This one shocked me. We've got D'Lo Brown. Wait, no way. D'Lo Brown. Yes, I do know who that is, yes. but no way. D'Lo Brown, notable alumni, right here. Oh my God. Tell me you remember Charlie Haas. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I love Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. That was a tag team that for a generation. That was a tag team. That was a tag team. Yeah. Oh my God. That even just thinged something in my brain. You know how Shelton Benjamin just got released? He did really get released. just get released. He got released a couple months ago. Do you yeah. think he'll show up in AJPW? He might. He might be doing a thing. He might be I doing feel like a, a return to Japan is... I think it's eminent. I, think, I mean, if Dolph Ziggler could do it. If Dolph Ziggler can do it, anybody, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. <laughs> a, like, and Shelton Benjamin is more than qualified to more do More than qualified. It. He's really been there. Exactly. Do it again. 
Now, the best way to know about a company, in my opinion, is looking at their roster. I agree. When I was looking, there's an interesting name that is here in the junior heavyweight wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And that is Tajiri. Ooh, Tajiri. Now, Tajiri is a WWE alumni. Yes. Yes, he was. Anybody who knows Tajiri, I think back in my day, he was synonymous with the light heavyweight. He was. He was synonymous with the light heavyweight championship. He wasn't obviously an overly gimmicked wrestler. Mm -hmm. But... He had the famous mist, yeah, which everybody loves and which seems to be very prominent craze right now, yeah, with Oscar and Shinsuke, exactly. So, having that kind of connection and then having Tajiri, it seems nice because then again, we know what season it is right now. It is the Royal Rumble season, baby. Rumble season, you know what that season means? Surprises, surprises, new things, shocks, gasps, extravaganza. Drama. Just drama. And, you know, everyone knows that the Royal Rumble season is the kickoff to WrestleMania, but we'll get to that. What part of the Big Four? Part of the Big Four. The I think the Royal Rumble is honestly my favourite. I would agree. I love the Royal Rumble. As much as we all love WrestleMania, mm-hmm. there's something about the Royal Rumble that hits different. It hits so much different. And then again, I feel like that is I one of the it, best. I, th- I think it's the whole returns in terms of like wrestlers com- coming back. You remember the likes of Edge. That Edge's return at the Royal Rumble? Easily one of the best. Oof. AJ Styles appearing at the Royal Rumble? Easily one of the best. Like, these things can only occur at the The Royal Royal Rumble. Rumble. Mm -mm. You genuinely do not know what's going to happen. Like, Tajiri could appear at the Royal Rumble. Exactly that. Tajiri could exactly appear at the Royal Rumble. Missed Shinsuke, like, know your place. Who else would you like to see in the Royal Rumble, AJ? Who else would I want to see in the Royal Rumble? You know what? I'm going to throw this one out there. Muto. You want to see the great Muto? I would love to see, like, maybe just a fun interaction. Again, you know, legends. Him, Shinsuke, Tajiri. Yeah. All of them. My Just misting up the place. Everyone just misting up the place. (laughs) Just a colourful mist of just blue, red, white, green, whatever. Black, whatever you like. Whatever you want. Like, just... Have fun. Go Have at it. Have fun because that's where that is what the Royal Rumble is. It is for me the playground of dream matches. It is. You get because a preview. You do. Because you get wrestlers that you would never see to get together in a ring. In a ring. And this is why I love the fact that if they're gonna start introducing these international notions to the Royal Rumble, we need to start getting people from different companies. I agree. Because that for me. Luckily, the Royal Rumble has stood its time Mm. in the sense that it's a gimmick that has been going on since 1990-something before me and you were... Please, it's before my time. It's before my time. With the first winner going all the way back in 1990, the early 90s. The gimmick has stood the test of time, but there is going to be a point where the gimmick is going to run its course. Yeah. And I think Royal Rumble is one of the stronger gimmicks, but again, some every good thing must come to an end. It's true. And I think they need to start throwing in these... Something new. Something new. Even though, yes, we know they're not going to win, but yeah. sometimes it's just It's just nice. to refresh in the mood, essentially. Like, when... For the women's one, when Mickey James came out with the TNA, like with the impact, bro, um, it was something title, new and different. We know damn well she wasn't gonna we win, knew, but she has a TNA championship on her. We knew she wasn't was gonna win. It was fucking fantastic. It was nice to see her. 
Hardcore country. And for, for Michael Cole to recognise the Impact Championship, it was really nice to it hear was, as well. It was fantastic. So imagine we we see like Muto, we see Nakajima. We, we're not going to see them. But again, with the Royal Rumble, there's always that hope. There's always that suspense. Like, who's going to come out? And I think they need to start playing up on that. I do. It's not just look at your NXT talents mm-hmm. and look at your past um, WWE talents. Exactly. But you know who I don't want to see in the Royal Rumble? Oh my God, who are you going to say? Brock. I don't want to see Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry. I don't want to see see it. it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Brock, sit your ass down. Stay in your country home. Brock should only come out to put over guys that need to put over and that's it. Chad Gable, you need to put him over. That's it. Like, don't get me wrong. I I, I love Brock Lesnar to my heart and soul. Yeah. The thing is, it's just that when he's in the rumble, he I just dominates too, too much. Too much. Like, it was enjoyable during that time where Drew won the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable then. But, like, every year he's been in it, it's, it's like, it's, it's too, too much. much. And I can't deal with it. I, I'm, t- I'm not going to lie. I think, again, he should be one of those part-timers that pop up, as Stone Cold say, raise hell and leave. Yeah. Just... Leave him like as if he needs, like I said, Gunter is there. That's a dream match, but we already know that's a dream match in itself. Mm-hmm. That could happen on a separate day. It doesn't have to be at the Royal Rumble. This Royal Rumble, I think, should be able to showcase stars and should be able to entertain in a sense that there's things that need to that be done. That is essentially what the Royal Rumble is. There's things that need to be done and there's people that need to be seen. It's time for the first part of the main event. No holds barred. A set of quickfire questions where special guests take you deep into their world of wrestling. Today's guest is Quaker Afari, who's a sports broadcaster and a big wrestling fan. Earliest memory of wrestling was probably like a video of WrestleMania 17, so X7, obviously universally recognised as the greatest WrestleMania of all time. So I was, I was how old? I was born in 93, so I would be like seven, seven years old, eight years old when I would have watched it. Um, and then also the original WWF Smackdown game. Everybody keeps telling me, here comes the pain. I'm like, no, what do you But here comes see? the pain was like, technically a better game. Graphics have just improved tenfold, but Just Bring It just has... Just Bring yeah, It. Yeah, it was sick. It was you sick. You were not outside. Yeah. Where you, you literally were not outside sick. because you would stay inside playing Just Bring It every <laughs> single day. People were thinking that I'm mad saying that Just Bring It. No, no, no. It's the best one. It's the best one. The best one. Thank you. Anyway. On that note of best one. On that note of the best one, who is your favourite wrestler growing up? Who was the wrestler that you would pick in these games? So, I had a, pre- a conversation before I got on air. I love Jeff Hardy in there. And I don't know what it is. There's a thing within me that I just love Jeff Hardy again. I feel like it's a nostalgia thing. It is a nostalgia thing, but at the time as well, like, remember WrestleMania X7 is when they had the triple threat, the yeah. TLC, Dudley's versus Edge and Christian versus Jeff. And like the way he just took bumps because Jeff Hardy wouldn't really get W's really. Mm-hmm. Like he had the, mm-hmm. I had one of the worst records, but it was just the way that he just moved. I loved it. Like I, I thought feel like the sick. way that Jeff Hardy carried himself was very di- different to how everybody yeah. else carried themselves. Definitely, everybody definitely. Everybody was, it was in the, like a cookie cutter yeah. like, type of way. But yeah. Jeff Hardy was, he, he was his own man. Yeah, he was. He did things he in was. his own way. Yeah. And I kind of like that he was like a punk, like, 
like a reject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I felt like that as a child yeah. growing up like being different to everybody else 100% I think people who like liked wrestling as well because wrestling's like obviously it was in the mainstream in that era but not necessarily everybody loves wrestling and mm. Jeff Hardy just represented something a little bit different a little bit more alternative and I feel like mm-hmm. especially like black, black wrestling fans you feel like you're a little bit more alternative so when you're mm-hmm. talking to your friends who are into different things yeah. as a black wrestling fan you feel like you're just a little bit different and I think Jeff Hardy like spoke to, to something within that and I, yeah I always liked him there's always nah, cool there's that. always so many videos of Jeff Hardy like vibing to like black. Yeah, I'll never yeah. forget that he wedding. He's the biggest vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that wedding when he was they were playing who? Jordan was not Jordan. It was Jagged Edge. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then he was just there like yeah, feeling the music. You know what the hell they were saying? But yeah. he was like yeah. even that Wale Minya. He's still the same way. Love it. Love it. Yeah, no, Love Jeff it. Hardy. And, and again, an honorary mention is. Ray Mysterio, like loved Ray Mysterio, like back in the day when he had different music, it was the Buyaka Buyaka. Yeah. yeah, um, when he used to jump through the portal on the yeah. on, onto the stage, yeah, 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 yeah. Jump, no, jump out the sky, are we Mysterio? Here we go, yeah, hard, hard. And I remember back in the old wrestling games as well. He wasn't in it, but you could create him somehow. You could put his mask and his trousers. He was sick, man. Going off the bat, yeah. like, I know that we've talked about theme songs, yeah? Mm. We're going to change the question a bit. Okay. What is your favourite theme song oh. of all time? Oh, this is a good one. Um, when I was younger, mm-hmm. love Shane Max music. Uh, here comes <laughs> the, the money. money. Is, money here we go. And the shuffle, like, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I used to love that. Um, what else? I love Cold Personality because yeah. of course because of that's course that's my gym song yeah I'm just running it I'm just <laughs> 24 yeah, yeah. all of my yeah, yes. It, it gives you goosebumps even like now when Punk comes out like you hear it it's like ah oh, it's about to go down um, absolutely love it what else do I love what theme song what about you guys what's your favourites um I can't lie, I sing Randy was a song. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But Joe, you know a Honest, song fits a wrestler. It's, it's so much. <laughs> yeah. Both songs. Yeah. Both, of them, both, both of them, yeah. But like, I sing it on a daily basis, just randomly. What's the other one? Hey, nothing, nothing you can say. Nothing's going to change what you've done to me. Hard. So you don't see me properly. Yeah, me. Hard, hard. No, for me... Oh my god! For me, the earliest one, hardcore Holly. Yeah, what hardcore was that one? I don't remember. I don't remember. Another one for me was um, AJ Styles in TNA. His original "Get Ready to Fly." Mm-hmm. That one was a really good one. Never a TNA I love, guy. I was I'm never not gonna lie. I love the "They Don't Want No." I love that one. It's a slap. I can't lie. Yeah, slap. Um, another one. Oh, Batista. Yeah, Batista was hard. It's because Batista, the, that, that the, the, whole... Yeah, 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 yeah. When was doing that at, at, at WrestleMania, yeah? I was laughing. It's, it's sick, though. Like, Even the song, though, I Walk Alone. Yeah. yeah. I oh, Walk Alone. Oh, no, you know what? of danger. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the things are sick. Tri- so triple, triple H, yeah. man. Triple yeah. H. The amount of times I wet my ceiling in my bath in my parents' house. Just <laughs> Everybody <laughs> yeah, has yeah, done it yeah, at yeah. least once. I, I still try to do that. Still. Yeah, he perfected it, man. And the way he used to hold the water in his mouth, like you couldn't even tell anything in his mouth yeah he was time to play the game game. John Cena for me a lot of people say Fogonomics but I love The Time Is Now The Time Is Now is a bop Time Is Now really it's a bop wasn't that originally a Wu-Tang song was that I, I swear? I swear, know. originally it was a song for somebody in Wu Tang. I swear, I don't even know. but it's again. So one of these songs that like I get it because he's John Cena, he's iconic. And I went to watch. What did I go watch? 
was it Money in the Bank yeah. when it was in the UK and he come and you hear the music and you're just like, oh, okay. Oh, were you there? Yeah, yeah, got to go to that. It was, it was, it and was. And then he was telling everybody, yeah, yeah, WrestleMania should come to the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, the man is not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. Oh, another entrance. Ah, uh, Stone Cold's obviously. Yeah, Stone Cold's, Stone Cold's obviously. Uh, uh, when, like, when The Rock came back as Hollywood Rock and it was like, dude, dude. Ah, it's cooking. The Classic, man. No, I can't lie. I really do enjoy the Hardy theme song as well. Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. Well, you're just... Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. the Hardy theme, but I also love Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Especially yes. that line: "You're just a victim of your own <laughs> an architect of your own defeat." Sorry, buzz. <laughs> no, oh, not only are they buzz, but are they truth? They're poetry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So we were talking about who we want to see and who, who we don't want to see in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So who are your picks of who you want to see? The problem is I'm a nostalgia merchant and but I'm also <laughs> a fan of of storyline and this mm-hmm. new era of WWE with Triple H at the helm is yeah. actually considered storylines and things are actually fought out. But the Royal Rumble is about big returns. That's what and, we said. And so this is about to spoil everything because really truly, let's be honest, I don't know if Cody should win it, but ultimately at WrestleMania, Cody should go and face Roman and win Thank it. You but, 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 when I saw the Rock, when I saw the Rock come in and interrupt Jinder and he talked about head of the table, I was like, do it, F it, do it, just do it. Thank you. Please, come on, win the story, Cody. Your story can finish. I'm sorry, bro. Cody, your story can finish in WrestleMania 52. We're talking about the Rock versus Roman It's crazy. People out here telling me, oh, there's more story to the Rock versus Cody Rhodes. Let me tell you Wait, the who law. Was, who was Rock versus Cody Rhodes? No, I mean not the Rock. Sorry, <laughs> Roman versus Cody Rhodes. Nah. Let me tell you the law. Yes, the That's law. The story. That yeah. was the Rock. Yes, and it goes back it's, to a yeah. blood pact yeah, that yeah, was yeah, done yeah, by yes. both fathers and their grandfathers and their. Gra- Thank you. Listen, you can tell the story impeccably. Listen, I'm telling you the truth right now. Yes. You're, everyone's telling me it should happen at like elimination. No. Elimination table. No, no, where? What? Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? What? Yeah, it's nah. gonna happen at elimination. But, but, but the thing is, huh. it's interesting though where they're both at because you remember when Roman was going through it yeah. and they brought The Rock back to try and get him over. Yeah. And now it's like after The Rock's few flops in terms of Hollywood, there's now Roman trying to get The Rock over, which you is crazy. You know what? Crazy. That's a fair point. <laughs> That's a crazy. Fair point. Because you know where the story for me started is when The Rock came yeah. and helped Roman, Roman and yeah. then he put his, he put his hand up yeah. and he saw The Rock's face. That's you can tell the story. You can the tell the story. Yes. And that is where they need to finish the chapter. Yeah, yeah. The end of the road of WrestleMania Mania, which uh, end of the road of Royal Rumble, which is WrestleMania. Yes, okay. y'all yes. are telling me because Elimination Chamber <laughs> nah, needs nah, nah, sales. Nah. You think 51-year-old <laughs> Rock is going to be flying yeah. to Perth, <laughs> Australia? I don't know. <laughs> Elimination Chamber. The where? Rock does what he wants. He made Black yeah. Adam for some strange <laughs> reason. But he, but the Rock. The thing is, the Rock can now take an L. Like the Rock can now take an L. I feel like after WrestleMania's done, he'll be a what a hundred few days from from Hulk Hogan's record. I think they'll give it to. I think they'll get it to. Roman. I think they're gonna give it. To I him. think they should. Yeah, give yeah it they to should. Him. And I feel like 
he deserves it in terms of where he's taking the company now because no one was sure. Obviously, lockdown helped him massively. Mm. The pandemic helped him massively. But we're now in the Roman era and I think he deserves that record. And facing the rock at WrestleMania, come on. Take my money. Take my money. Take I, my money. Take, take my, my money. life. Take my investments. Take everything that I own. Not because, the savings. Inject, <laughs> not, inject, not the savings. Inject it into my blood work. Because sometimes when people come back and like I felt a bit like this when Punk was just getting hurt in AEW where it's just a bit like... <laughs> It's because it, you decided to jump over the Yeah, I know. Like, come <laughs> on, you know, just no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, like when the people show their age, you like just ju- just keep the moveset to what you can do. Yeah. But the rock, because he's in such good shape, like it won't be hard to believe that the rock can go in there and take on Roman Reigns. Whereas like there's all much Stone Cold coming back. I'm like, please, I've seen them stiff stunners too many okay, times, bro. Down. Like, like, like <laughs> I know it's your good, but after that come match on. with Kevin Owens. I agree because only because I feel like Stone Cold needs to be wrapped up in bubble wrap. Yeah, <laughs> you're a legend. Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. bigger, you're bigger, you're big, just remain being an ambassador for the company. Exactly. So we're taking you want to see the rock in a Royal Rumble. Yeah, come on, man. Like we just see that we see him come down and yeah. like I know that it's a bit of a tapping, and I know that people ain't gonna like it because the rock isn't necessarily people's favourite mm-hmm. person right now, especially for that like, wrestling hardcores. But like the Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, like you just can't get bigger than that. That could, re- especially with this new ownership where they're looking to recoup money. Like I think it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. So who don't you want to see in the Royal Rumble? Do you know what? For us, we already said. Well, I said Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Yeah, we also said Gold Goldberg as well. I'm not trying to, to see. That. I'm not trying to see Goldberg. <laughs> Do you know what? After the the half hearted kind of performances, and I think he's one of the goats. I ain't trying to see John Cena without a tan in, in, in the Royal Rumble. I you agree. know what I mean? Like, come, his hair was all messed up. He didn't have a tan. I'm like, that's not the John oh, Cena I remember. That's not, that's not a doctor of thugonomics, bro. Like, that's that's <laughs> not that's not who I that's not who I remember. So, if John Cena's gonna come in half-hearted and put people over because that's what he does now, mm-hmm. then I'd rather not. I'd want to see John Cena be John Cena, but I'm with it. I don't see Goldberg there either. Mm-hmm. No. I'm not hearing that's it. Fair, I'm not fair. hearing it. But like, I, the Royal Rumble is full of surprises and obviously, mm-hmm. like, I got excited. I forgot the timeline's wrong, but last year I was like, imagine if they could just time it and then MJF could be somebody. Woo! But, but that's, that's just not like, happening. Like, though, like earlier when I was like, he's br- he's injured. He's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, 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 it, that, that thing's, because I think if there was a way to make it happen, Triple H would have made it happen. Yeah. Like, but mm. it's just that, that, one, that one's a bit sad. Unlucky. Yeah, unlucky. Do you mind if, do you know out of the bat, do you think we might see Andrade in the Royal Rumble? Ooh. It's very likely. It's, yeah, it's very yeah, likely. It's likely. I feel like he's already signed a contract. Yeah, mm. it's likely. I and think, like he's been gunning to go back to WWE. Of course, of course. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> I, like Malachi Black should, should go back. I think Malachi Black yeah, yeah, should yeah, go yeah. back as well. well I they, think we're going to find a lot of AEW guys slowly going back to WWE. But it's interesting. We, not, the ones that Punk has burnt their bridge, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's possible, um, but I, I would like to see Malika back. I was back in. I would like to see some 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 wrestlers from AEW. But again, you don't know what WWE can do. They've got like a roster of legends they can bring back mm-hmm. and and and, you and fill up the Royal Rumble. That guy's fighting in the depths of the Indies. The depths of the Indies. You know the school halls. School halls with the big girl halls. That's why he's doing right now. Put some respect on him. No, that's what he's doing right now, man. I promise you. I've seen him with my own two eyes. You know, when 
you're coming out of the assembly room. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what he's walking past benches in, nah. yeah. with, with the climbing frame on the wall. That's what he's wrestling. Right, I respect him a little bit. Come nah. on, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has six benches <laughs> where they did your last your last assembly. <laughs> All the elders sat in the front. Didn't he? He sat on the floor. It. That's what he's doing right now. You're saying you raise me up. <laughs> no, that's respective. No. Come on, Disney respect. What you don't like about the Rio? There's no respect for that. No, there's no respect for that man. You know what? I just didn't think he he did what yeah. he was supposed to do. The most dream. memorable thing he did was, was lose, lose. <laughs> yeah. to Dolph Ziggler yeah, yeah, in that yeah. Money in the Iconic. Bank cashing. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. I can't lie. Yeah. On that note, obviously we don't rate Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. Who is one wrestler who people love that you don't rate? Do you know what? It's going to sound controversial because I've mentioned this wrestler before. I love his music and I do love aspects of him, but Chris Jericho is somebody that people absolutely love. And I get it. I do get it, but I don't love him, love him, you know? And I've got a thing as well. I've got a thing for... And it happens all the time. When wrestlers cut their hair, I, I I just I just think they lose something. It's like it's like Samson, like they just that, no, that's not wrong. <laughs> like when wrestlers cut their hair, it's just and so when Chris Jericho had long hair, I used to think he was sick oh, when yeah, he was like yeah. well, he was the undisputed champion, the first ever. But when he cut his hair, I just wasn't really feeling it. And now he's had some good things happen. He's had some good programs, especially the one with Kevin Owens, which was sick. Was it Festival Friendship? Yeah, which was amazing. But I'm just not the biggest Chris Jericho fan. And people put him up there as like one of the goats. And yeah, it's not, not really for me. Top five wrestlers dead or alive. This is a hard one. So we're we talking about Mount Rushmore. We're we talking about like my favourite or the this goats. This is your Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Okay, so, okay. Do I have and to put I will allow order? you six. Six? I will allow you okay, six. Okay, cool. Because I feel like five is hard for everybody. Okay, I'll, I'll give you them. Then I'll try and put them in an order. Also, it so, includes women. Okay. You can. Okay. So greatest wrestlers of all time. Yes. Oh, this is tough. If I'm putting the greatest objectively, then you got to put there's three wrestlers that have to go in there. Like The Rock has to go in there. Okay. Stone Cold has to go in there. Okay. John Cena has to go in there. Okay. I ain't putting Bruno San Martino in there. Nobody cares about Bruno. By the way, I, I think didn't see Roman it. should beat Bruno Ro- San Martino's yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Ro- Ro- oh, most definitely. So who I've got John Cena, I've got The Rock, I've got Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. I do think Roman has to go in there. In your I top do. five, top six of all time. I do think so because this era has been profitable for WWE. Mm. He's been spearheading it. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the champion, breaking records for longevity. I because we're living in there, we can't really reflect on it. But we're gonna look back on this and be like, yo, he was he was moving crazy. And the bloodline is arguably the greatest wrestling storyline of all time, and he was at the center of it. So mm-hmm. he has to go in there for me. Um, so then four, and then pioneer wise. Mm-hmm. Not what he's doing right now, what he's saying right now, because he's a questionable dude, but Ric Flair has to go in there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <Rick> woo energy! <laughs> Ric Flair has to go in there. I'm sorry. No, I, 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 I want me some woo energy. Yeah, I like, I, I get it, innit? Like, yeah. Ric Flair is a, is, a, is a questionable dude. Um, but in terms what of... What he did. What he did. You can understand mm. it. Um, and then the final one. Do you know what it is? I've reflected on this um, in terms of where I am right now in wrestling and a man that made me feel more than anything 
was Triple H and Phil because I hate them. That reign of terror. <laughs> my God. I'm what he did to Booker T, like what they did to Booker T. <laughs> what they did to Booker T. Like, and, and you know, we're watching something and this is a point where like, I'm starting to understand that wrestling is mm-hmm. not real, but I'm still tuning in being like, he can't win again he, and he, <laughs> he kept the winning. And so yeah, for... Every, wait, everybody has like a definitive hatred for Triple H. Oh, hatred. He has a heel like no other. Oh, it was crazy. Uh, he had me out here rooting for Scott Steiner. Like, <laughs> like I, do you know what I mean? That's Scott Steiner. Scott, Scott Steiner. <laughs> in it. And I cared about Scott Steiner because he was coming up against Triple H. I hated the man. What he did to Randy Orton, what he did to Batista. Like, just the... Yeah, he was such a good heel, man. That I've got to put him there. Yeah, so he made you genuinely he made you hate, hate, he, like, he yeah. hate Yeah, that I hated guy. that guy you know what? so That's much. That's an understandable top six, I can't lie. Yeah. As we go into the final question, in your opinion, we always ask this, why is wrestling too much fun? You guys touched on it a little bit before and it's just the pageantry about it. And the thing is, like, I've always loved things that are American. I think America's a... a, a uh, it's a troubling country and it's Very a country that's got a lot of things wrong with it. Yeah. But the way they make things big, the, the mm-hmm. how ridiculous things are as well. If you think about, I love the NFL, I love the Super Bowl, I love the halftime shows, I love how big WrestleMania is, I how, love how silly it is. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a pageantry how silly it is because if you get it, you get it. And yeah, like, if, you, you, don't, you, if do. you don't, you don't. And that's fine. When I explain it to my friends who don't like wrestling, they're like, I don't get it. You're watching people fake fight and people know the outcome already. But when you do get it, you talk to someone who does love wrestling, you you girls love wrestling. It's just you have the best conversations. You Literally. can just delve into nostalgia. You can just talk about things that you loved in the past, what you don't like. And it's not that deep. It's not like sports where it's so tribal where people are are losing lives for it. Wrestling is just wrestling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's a predetermined fight that people are having and we love it. The second part of the main event, The Rock and Suck Your Mum Review. You'll hear recaps and ratings of matches old and new. So AJ, what match are we reviewing this week? We are going to be reviewing Brian Danielson versus Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 18. What a match this was. First of all, Okada's entrance. Ah! The LED! It deserves a review of its own. The LED! Look, guys, what I tell you, basically, imagine this, imagine this, yeah? Coin drop. Okada comes out. He stands at the entrance of the ring. He moves, he shuffles over to the side. We're like, what's going on? He's like, hold what's up. he doing? Suddenly, his coat is changing colours. Changing colours. Do you see like... Japanese technology? Do you see Japanese grandeur? Wow! A trailblazer. When we speak about spectacle. An icon. This is what we're talking about. A legend. This is what we're talking about. Charisma. Oh my gosh. Uniqueness. His jacket went Talent. from silver and gold to a bluish red kind of thing. I said, wow. I love... We'll talk about wrestling being almost equivalent to drag. Yes. This is exactly... This is what we mean. This is exactly what This is what, what we is. mean. Because Okada... Oh, I love Wrestle Kingdom so much. It's gone to the point where Wrestle Kingdom, like, I'll watch it just to see the entrances at this I point. I will, because the entrances slap. They, Show to um, No, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I, I know we're talking about Okada versus um, Danielson. But Show to Umino on that bike... Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, John Moxley with his red hood um, cosplay. Get it? Yes. Oh. What is there to say about Okada versus Danielson? I know we had it at AEW, mm-hmm. but this one, 
it just this hit different. This one just hit different. It hit different. And, I think and you knew it hit different, especially for Arcadre as well. It hit different. Especially it being on his home turf. Yeah. But then also, I think, without the restrictions of it being on TV, like, not to say that it's not on TV, but there's certain TV matches and then there's, there's New Japan yeah. matches. And I think there's some restrictions in TV matches and then there's just New Japan. Do you know how I knew that greatness. it was going to hit different? It was when Red Shoes went to go and hug Brian oh, Danielson. I loved when that. When does Red Shoes hug anybody? Who does he hug? He doesn't hug the anybody. The only time he's hugging you is when he's pulling yeah, you off. Yeah, he doesn't but hug anybody. To hug. To hug. Oh. And then Danielson, Danielson was smiling. I was like, this much, I know it's going to do something to me. And when it. they were like, at the beginning, when they were just staring at each other. Yeah. It's the equivalent <laughs> for me. You know me, I'm extra. It was equivalent to when Michael Jackson came out of the, <laughs> <laughs> the Super Bowl and he was just standing there. And everybody was just shouting. Everyone was just shouting. This is the same one. These two were just standing, staring at each other and people were just, just shouting. They did at, nothing. They have done nothing at that they've point. They've done nothing. At this point, it, I think it was a good two minutes before they even started yeah. grappling. Because and they didn't even start grappling. They would Okada was just goading him. He was yeah. just like, no, hit me, hit, hit me, me, hit me, taunt me. Yeah. Like, I, I like that Okada so much because for me, when, I love when, you first, when you first encounter Okada, you think that he's this refined mm-hmm. guy. I mean, even the way he down, the, down to the way he looks, he's refined, he's not as... Sophisticated yeah, and classy. Yeah, he's like, some of them have got that roughness to yeah. this, that grip, but he's like, clean cut, my boots are matching my pants, Everything here is tailor-made. The silver girl was really nice, by the way. Mm-hmm. The, the silver girl. Listen, the, pants the silver girl. Like I said, he comes into the ring looking fashion for passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we, passion. We speak about Seth Rollins here, yeah, but... Passion for fashion. Uh-huh. Okada. Okada is Brat's doll. <laughs> <laughs> he is Brat's doll. He is Brat's doll. He is... Eating uh, it up. He eats it up eats every the girls time. Up. There's a time in life where you know when you think, oh, do you know what? I'm really tired of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a match like this just comes out and then you're just like... You're just back into the... You're the, just wh- back, back into, into the... Why you love wrestling. And this is... This it. is one of them. If I could be at the edge of my seat, I would be. But I was at the edge of my bed because I was sitting on my bed watching <laughs> this match. I was at the edge of my bed watching this match. Just like... Every every little thing that happened, I was just like, huh, huh, huh? No, there's no way. There's no there's way. There's no way. This match for me, a perfect blend, like just technical wrestling uh-huh. and just powerful strikes. Powerful. Powerful. Because there was at one point when Danielson was just pounding Okada in the neck, but Okada, he was using that fighting spirit that mm-hmm. Japanese uh, wrestlers tend to have. He was, you could just f- see it in his face. Mm-hmm. He was just like, he's getting more powerful, more powerful, more powerful. As... And I say pounding as in he was smacking him smacking in the neck. Smacking him. Like, at one point, I even thought it was way too real. I yeah. thought, nah, this is too real. It was when he was stomping on his face. Mm-hmm. I said, ah, oh, Danielson. Even with the elbow strikes when he was, and yeah. Okada was obviously like fighting back. What I loved about this match in terms of that kind of, from those spots alone, is that both of them refused. They refused. They refused to stay on the ground. Yeah. Both of them. No matter how much pain you inflict on me and my body. I'm going to get up. I'm and going I'm to going to, to attack you. And, in that match, obviously, offensively, Brian Danielson was a lot more yeah, stronger. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought at one point it was going to be him that was going to win the match. Yeah. But again, the refusal to stay on the ground from Okada, he kept on picking it up. He kept on responding back with the reversals. And you know what I think it might be down to is because, again, I'm touching on the fact that they're very traditional wrestlers and they both were actually trained by very accomplished people mm-hmm. like Ultimo Dragon and Antonio Anoki as well. They both have that lucha style. They both have that technicality. They mm-hmm. both have that strength for strength. 
of them and I just thought you know what this is just like a beautifully done like I wouldn't say homage but it's just like a beautiful letter mm-hmm. a subtle letter yeah. to that kind of traditionalism but also to the ones that who they knew back then and I just thought that this match it was beautiful it to was watch beautiful. it was just such a good as much as it was hard hitting and very mm-hmm. like dominant and aggressive it was also very serene mm-hmm. in its nature as well exactly it didn't and need to that's the kind of wrestling match that I really enjoy mm-hmm. watching but also following from that it's just that you know they had their fair, their, their match in Forbidden Door yes. following from this obviously back then that was Brian Danielson's home turf mm-hmm. this is Okada's home turf and I like the way that Okada showed that this is his home turf by the moves that he was exacting in the ring like in terms of, even from going outside the ring because if you've noticed if you notice throughout the whole match Brian um, Danielson didn't really exit the ring he didn't it was Oh, Okada, it was always Okada, Okada like initiating going out the ring because again this is his home turf he does this what is he my wants. land yeah, he knows this what is to not do. your he knows what to do he knows the the blueprint of this place and again even in the ring when Danielson was pulling out those phenomenal submissions Okada knew exactly where the rope break was yeah. so a lot of the submissions that he was pulling out was being rope breaks because again Okada knows this is his territory this is his land this is my ring and you're not going to come and disrespect me in, in my, my own ring. ring you ain't coming to disrespect me in my house <laughs> in the Tokyo Dome in Kyoto what is it called? Korakun. Well, let's just talk about Ooh. the fact that Brian Danielson was in the Tokyo Dome. I, I tweet. I tweeted this on our main account that a couple of years ago, this whole thing wouldn't have been possible. It wouldn't. Have it would possible. not have been possible. We wouldn't have even thought about Brian Danielson being in the Tokyo Dome mm-hmm. at, at Wrestle Kingdom and doing facing his, Okada, doing yes chance, doing well. yes chance. It nearly brought me to tears. It did. There's a famous channel who does top 10 lists i'm sure you know who we yes, talk about yes there was a point that they touched on that you know there was some certain wrestlers that don't have motivation mm. and obviously brian danielson being one of them because he doesn't go for championships and this that and that he's gonna say no motivation <laughs> motivation <laughs> motivation and you can no. the thing is this i feel like just because somebody doesn't scream it out in their accomplishments is some everyone's motivations is different and this is like a message in the sense that you don't have to follow the crowd in order to pursue what you want to do Mm -hmm. in order to make you feel happy and for me I feel like at that moment Brian Danielson was happy he was content he was just like this is what he wanted to do sing it to the church AJ sing it to the church AJ (laughs) but he wanted to be in that in that Tokyo Dome and he wanted to fight the best fighter Obviously, one of the pioneers in that in that sphere, he wanted to fight that, and that is what his dreams are made of: mm-hmm. fighting the best of the best in an arena that is known to have legendary matches. Brian Daniel has cemented himself. He cemented himself. Like he did it before, but he he really has now. And he did it with the yes chance for people who didn't say that his WWE run didn't matter. Oh, it mattered. It mattered. And you could tell the way he was doing. It mm-hmm. so much emotion, emotion in his face, and you could hear the yes chants around him. Mm-hmm. It was like a choir it or was, a symphony. It was a symphony. It was an orchestra it was of emotions. <laughs> Beethoven, watch yourself. Brian Danielson is coming for you. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It I, was amazing. I honestly loved it. The emotion of that match, and it was just this was the beauty of wrestling showcased right here. So many moves being shown 
so many, so much resilience, so much joy, so much fighting mixed spirit. Of emotions. I think even at one point, didn't Okada reverse a move from Danielson? And Danielson was smiling. Yeah. It was towards the end in that first of all, I can never complain about an Okada sequence towards the end of the match. Mm -mm. Perfect. Perfect. Because a lot of people talk about his pacing being like slow at the beginning. That's just Okada. And then Dennis Quickfire is... is... Yeah, it just, it just hits. When Okada tried to do the Rainmaker, Daniel turned it into like a... Not, like he hit him. Like he kicked, it, he kicked his arm. I was just like, oh, this isn't man has stored everything. In it. If I have to use jujitsu, I will jujitsu you to death. Bro, I'll break your arm. I'll break your arm if I have he to. He even said this to the crowd. I'm going to break his arm. Watch me do it. I'm going to break his effing arm right now. And I'm like, yeah. You go, Daniel. like, yeah. You bring it. But then when he does finally drop the um, Rainmaker, I was like, yeah, this is over. It's over. This is over. But I was expecting, I'm not going to lie, a part of me was expecting Danielson to just... Kick out. Kick out, but I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining but... because I know that there's a third match coming. There's a third match. Where do you think the third match should be? That is the real question. Because I don't want it at Forbidden Door. I don't either. Where else can they do it, though? They have to do. They have to do it in Japan again. Like another Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, that's actually a tough one now because yeah. it's gonna actually be Forbidden Door. Because isn't I can't it? like Stike Kenny versus um Will. I don't know if I want their last match to be at AEW. Yeah. But then my thing is, what is a greater place to do it? Exactly. Because they've already done WrestleMania. So you can apply this logic to Kenny and Will. You can apply this logic to Danielson and Okada, but you can't apply this to Roman and Rock. Yes, that is... Eh, that is Guys, that's what it is. I just don't want to see The Rock. Anyways, Leave me alone. Anyways. Before we do The Rock and Sock, the bowing at the end of the match. They both bow to each other. And honestly, Okada did it first and then Danielson did that. it afterwards. There's something about a show of respect mm. in wrestling that really gets to me. Like, even outside of kayfabe, like, it just, it just hits different. Mm -hmm. I like when they show respect and they, they understand that even though somebody might have, might have bettered you in that mm -hmm. match, you're still... Respected. You're still respected. You're, you're still, still both great wrestlers. Mm -hmm. as, you're both considered as good... It, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, like we said, like character aside, when you can put that aside and show respect, Brian Danielson's motivations is not doesn't seem to be accomplishments, awards. No, it's that. not. It's the respect for the game. Yeah. It's the respect. Because Danielson's a heel right now. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't be respect. He shouldn't be bowing to mm -hmm. Ricardo. And yeah, he did it. Because his his dreams are far outside. Exactly. That's his motivation. Yeah. That's his drive. That's the reason why he keeps going. Because if I was Brian um, Danielson, with all the accomplishments I've done in this, I'll be telling man, you not to suck your mom. I'll be like, bye, man. I'm going to retire. I don't care. I'll probably train a few dons here and there. But like I said, his motivations, like I said, I don't have to be screaming it out loud. I don't have to be shouting it from the rooftops. But this is what I'm here for. This is what I live for. And this is what I breathe, and this is what I'm doing. Y'all yeah, take it or leave it. And it's respectful and it's admirable. I love it. So, AJ, on that note, did this match rock or did it suck? This match rocked. It rocked all my heart. Thank you for listening to Wrestling Is Too Much Fun. Like I say, 
Wrestling is too much fun to argue about. Wrestling is too much fun is produced by Breaking Atoms and Unedited. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. You can find us at official WITMF. Let me spell that again. WITMF. Until next time. time.